0: Today is January 4th. Welcome in and welcome back to Verses in Flow. I'm Jennifer, and this is day number four of our 365-day journey in the Word. We're building a habit, y'all, a habit that is going to pay dividends in every area of our lives. It already is. Can I count on you to stick with this commitment that you've made to yourself? that we've made to ourselves, this is how we build confidence and cultivate discipline. And this is how we find our flow, that state of being where everything seems to work together, even in times when everything around us seems to be falling apart. We can maintain our steadiness unshaken because our souls are anchored in the truth and the light. Yesterday in Genesis, in addition to the story of Noah, we also covered the descendants of Adam. We learned how Mahalalel lived 895 years, Jared lived 962 years, Methuselah lived 969 years. They lived for like eight, nine centuries in chapter five. Then we get to chapter six And it says the world had gone wrong. They were just living it up. The Bible says the sons of God, which, side note, could have been fallen angels or the righteous sons of Seth, depending on who you ask or what interpretation you believe. But whatever or whoever they were, they were sleeping with the women, wilding out and being reckless. God was not pleased. And so God makes this announcement and says, You know what? Y'all just don't need that many years if this is what y'all going to do with them. My spirit is not putting up with this. In the future, y'all can expect a lifespan of a measly 120 years. Now, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but read it again. Essentially, that is what it says. And that was probably not supposed to be funny, but it tickled me. And it was thousands of years ago, so I think it's okay. <laughs> now, our journey today takes us back to Genesis 8. We're back on the boat with Noah, and there's a section later where there's going to be some unconventional-sounding names of both people and cities. The Old Testament is full of them, but there is Amisha, Elisha, a and Esheba which are a little more familiar. So just try to stay with me. We're going to get through these pronunciations. Let's get started. Genesis chapter eight, verse one, through chapter 10, verse 32. The New Living Translation. The flood recedes, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth and the flood waters began to recede. The underground waters stopped flowing and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the flood waters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Two and a half months later, As the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. After another 40 days, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on the earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat and Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time, the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time, it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the floodwaters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife, and his sons and their wives left the boat, and all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. God confirms his covenant. Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. All the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. Noah's sons The sons of Noah, who came out of the boat with their father, were Shem Ham and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked And went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years and then he died. This is the account of the families of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the three sons of Noah. Many children were born to them after the great flood. The descendants of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The descendants of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Riphath, and Togarma. The descendants of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Rodanim. Their descendants became the seafaring peoples that spread out to various lands, each identified by its own language, clan, and national identity. Descendants of Ham. The descendants of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put and Canaan, the descendants of Cush were Seba, Havila, Sapta, Rama, and Saptika. The descendants of Rama were Sheba and Didan. Cush was also the ancestor of Nimrod, who was the first heroic warrior on Earth. Since he was the greatest hunter in the world, his name became proverbial. People would say. This man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. He built his kingdom in the land of Babylonia, with the cities of Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kalneh. From there, he expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, Rehoboth-er, Kalah, and Rezan, the great city located between Nineveh and Kalah. Mizraim was the ancestor of the Ludites, Anamites, Lehabites, Naphtuhites, Pathrusites, Kasluhites, and the Kaphtarites, from whom the Philistines came. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, the ancestor of the Sidonians. Canaan was the ancestor of the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archites, Sinites, Arvadites, Zemorites, and Hamathites. The Canaanite clans eventually spread out, and the territory of Canaan extended from Sidon in the north to Gerar and Gaza in the south, and east as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Admah, and Zeboim, near Lasha. These were the descendants of Ham, Identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. Descendants of Shem Sons were also born to Shem, the older brother of Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the descendants of Eber. The descendants of Shem were Elam, Ashur, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Uz, Hol, Gether, and Mash. Arfaxad was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Iber. Iber had two sons. The first was named Peleg, which means division, for during his lifetime the people of the world were divided into different language groups. His brother's name was Joktan. Jaktan was the ancestor of Almadad, Shelef, Hazarmaveth, Jerah, Hadoram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abemial, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were descendants of Jogdan. The territory they occupied extended from Misha all the way to Sephar in the eastern mountains. These were the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. Conclusion These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation according to their lines of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the great flood. Matthew four twelve 12-25 The ministry of Jesus begins. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then left there and moved to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The First Disciples One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he caught them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Crowds followed Jesus. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria. And people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed, or epileptic, or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the Ten Towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from east of the Jordan River. Okay, we're on day four, which coincides with the division of Psalms we'll be doing. And on tomorrow's podcast, I will do an overview of psalms like I did for Genesis and Matthew because I haven't done one for this book yet. Psalm 4, 1-8 through 8. For the choir director, a psalm of David to be accompanied by stringed instruments. Answer me when I call to you, O God who declares me innocent. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? Interlude You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Interlude offer sacrifices in the right spirit, and trust the Lord. Many people say, who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Proverbs one twenty through 20-23 Wisdom shouts in the streets. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street, to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the beauty of your word, for love, and even for laughter. Thank you for the stories of your ministry and the way you reveal yourself to us in Scripture. Lord, as we take on new challenges and try to live with intention this year, Thank you for doing the heavy lifting in our lives and for the invitation you've given us to cast all our cares on you, for the freedom to take some risks and pursue our goals because we know that you've got us. We know that you get us. You see us for who we are and who we can be. Lord, we trust you to lead us to the wellspring of our wildest dreams. But while we're going all out and playing big this year, Lord, first, we want to seek you truly, fully, and wholly. Guide us in our reading and understanding that we may know and carry out your will. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to stay with our theme of making meaningful change this year and moving from desire to decision and becoming who we are. So let me pause for a second and quickly explain my interpretation of the aphorism we had on day one, which was become who you are. Now, I won't do this every day because I think it's important to sit with these ideas and see what comes up personally before inviting the perspectives of others. But for me, become who you are sounds somewhat puzzling at first because we're already who we are. However, like a rose exists first as a seed, or perhaps more fittingly, a butterfly that exists first as a caterpillar, becoming who we are means emerging from our cocoon of safety, shedding self doubt and fear, and taking the courageous step of embracing uncertainty to become the next iteration of who we are. And listen, I recognize that this can be a scary process. Ask me how I know. It's a miracle I'm even doing this podcast right now. But we got the juice. We can make bold decisions despite fear or self-doubt because deep down we know God is calling us towards our purpose. And now let's get into this affirmation. I trust God to work through me to create the best outcome for my life. I trust God to work through me to create the best outcome for my life. And our aphorism for today is, Our doubts reveal more about our spiritual strength than our beliefs. Our doubts reveal more about our spiritual strength than our beliefs. Now, I'm going to leave that one right there. One last thing. I am loving your feedback. Please continue to share, rate, and leave reviews on Spotify for the specific episodes you listen to. This helps raise visibility for the podcast and makes it easier for the people who want and need to find it. For all of you who have been sharing, posting, and commenting from the bottom of my heart, thank you. You belong here, and we belong together on this journey. I'll be right here tomorrow if the Lord says the same. I'll see you then.